good morning. It's Chris Wedding here. If you're a regular listener to this podcast from Entrepreneurs for Impact, great. Good to, I don't know, see you again. Uh, if you're new, uh, I'm the, the host, uh, of course, uh, but also the founder of Entrepreneurs for Impact, where we help CEOs, investors, and uh, entrepreneurs to tackle climate change through mastermind, peer groups, online courses, newsletters, and of course, uh, podcast. I am trying something a little new today. Uh, I guess three things. One, I, I want to maybe mix it up a little bit and, and try coming to you all uh, most weeks, maybe not every uh, week, uh, with a shorter uh, uh, show here. Uh, not a guest, just me uh, carving topics that may be of interest. One of those topics that could be of interest is uh, a bit of an audio version of the newsletter that I write each week. I probably won't cover everything in it, but maybe a little more uh, uh, color commentary. Uh, the, the other is uh, to mention a, uh, a new course that I'm launching through maven.com. So we'll get to both those here in just a minute. Let's, uh, let's go first to the, the newsletter. So this came out on, uh, on May 11th, so pretty close to the publication here. What we cover in this one really are uh, 118 climate tech startups to watch. That's the, that's the hook to get folks into the newsletter. Big picture, it's a three-minute summary of climate tech startups, better habits, and deep work. So let's, let's go into some of those some of those climate tech startups to watch, really they come from two places. The first is, a, is, is the Diamond List, which some of you have heard about before. They're tracking 56 early stage uh, climate startups. It's, cool, it's a cool concept here. They're, they're modeling this after uh, the Blacklist, Hollywood's Blacklist for under the radar screenplays. So since 2005, as they say, the Blacklist has uncovered hidden gems such as Argo, Juno, Slumdog Millionaire, and The King's Speech. Those blacklist films have grossed over $25 billion and have been nominated for over 240 Academy Awards, winning more than 45. So, uh, holy cow. (laughs) Great they weren't overlooked. In a similar fashion, the 56 uh, early stage startups in climate and clean tech that the Diamond List tracks, they're often uh, deemed a little too early for most VC investors. Now, clearly, there are some uh, VC investors who love uh, pre-seed and seed stage companies, but some are even earlier than that. The other method here of picking these startups on the list is that they were nominated by qualified climate investors. So, you know, good, good, uh, good process to to vet and pick them. I'm not going to obviously read 56 uh, names here, but I might just go to the list here for a second. It's all available uh, through the newsletter uh, or online, Diamond List. And what you'll see is, uh, is an air table. And you know, some, of the, some of the items here, or some of, the, some of the items, some of the startups, we've got one here called 1.8. So this is uh, carbon capture at a gigaton scale. We've got uh, Arca Reef. I think I'm saying that properly, A-R-C-H-I, and then the word reef. So they're hoping to bring back corals uh, and, and restore degraded marine ecosystems by planting corals. 
uh, with 3D printing, uh, pretty cool. We've got a company like uh, Basigo, B-A-S-I-G-O, so EV technology and financing company looking to bring the electric uh, bus service to sub-Saharan uh, Africa. So long list here, uh, Carbon Collective, some of you heard of, uh, friends of mine here, uh, uh, building and managing investment por portfolios aligned with the climate transition. Just uh, a few of the names here to, <laughs> to tease perhaps, uh, Electrofish Energy, uh, Dollar Ride, uh, Cyano Capture, Carbon Chain, Buzz Solutions, Beyond the Dome, Atmos Zero, uh, Enduring Planet, another friend finding a way to uh, finance startups not through taking equity, but revenue-based financing. Uh, uh, it's the NZINC, Green Portfolio, Gridware, Cubic, Malachite Technologies, Moat, uh, Alucan Minerals, Ozone Bio, FICO's Plan Blue, Pronoia, another cool company in the energy storage uh, space. Anyway, you, you get the idea. I'd, I'd encourage you to go to the Diamond List, check out these companies. In the Airtable, it's got a brief description, of course. It also shows the startup's goals around their GHG impact in 2030. Got the website, got the sector here, it's color-coded. You've got an ask as well. Uh, from the company, CEO's name, their uh, their email, pretty cool. Usually it's their it's the business email, sometimes a a generic email, and also where they are um, where they're located. All right, so there's there's 56 to uh, to check out, and thanks to Olia, Cassandra, Zaina, and Jeremy, the folks behind the Diamond List. You can check out uh, their bios also highlighted in. Uh, in the newsletter on May 11th through Entrepreneurs for Impact. All right, 62 more uh, world-changing companies tackling climate cr the climate crisis. This comes out from Fast Company. I believe they also do this each year. I think these companies tend to be a little further along, at least the ones uh, that I know. Some of them are also nonprofits, so di a different flavor uh, of lists. Just going to read through uh, some of these to give you, again, a, a taste, but encourage you to go over to Fast Company I've got a link in the newsletter, of course, uh, to these to these companies. Uh, Climate Vault, so we've got carbon reduction and removal. Semvita Factory, so this is a member, uh, Moji, the CEO, member of our uh, Climate Mastermind uh, group here. So using microbes to, um, uh, to do things that sound kind of impossible, more responsible uh, mining, as an example, with, with supporters, including uh, United Airlines. Uh, and others. Some more companies here, uh, MASH Makes, Dryad Networks, Future Feed, Pixel, P-I-X-X-E-L, Polestar uh, 12, 12, which is, um, they are uh, converting uh, captured carbon dioxide into, you know, uh, usable uh, products. Think, um, oh, jet fuel, or I think they list contact, under, uh, um, auto parts, uh, lenses, uh, specialty chemicals, and the like. Uh, Colossal, working on the Woolly Mammoth de-extinction project. Just let that one sink in for a second. Other honorable mentions on the list, Modern Mill, uh, Air Company, Arcadia, cool company here, their Arc, new Arc product. Twig, Energy Data Metrics, The Urgent Company. I like that, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of urgency for sure. We often don't feel enough in climate change. Sweep, Carbon Off, 
And uh, I think we'll I think we'll call it there again. Long list, just a tease to get you there. But you can find those companies at Fast Company. All right, the th- the last article here from the newsletter, and then we'll get over to this this uh, this course coming up, which might be of interest to those of you looking to raise capital in the climate tech space. This last one I, I've titled it. <laughs> Can you jump 44 inches into the air and dunk a basketball? Obviously, well, I say obviously, probably not. Not not most folks can. I'm talking about, of course, the NBA basketball pro, uh, John Morant. So I I don't watch much NBA. I don't watch much TV. But, you know, the boys, the teenage boys are into it. So great, let's do it. Certainly grew up watching lots of basketball, being from Kentucky and living in North Carolina. would be a sacrilege (laughs) not to. So I've got a video uh, uh, from YouTube uh, of John Morant uh, with a, as, as they say, massive dunk from Game 5 of the playoffs. And even if you're not into basketball, you got to watch this video. It's, it's just a feat of nature. However, I'm not mentioning this video because uh, I think all of you are into basketball. I'm mentioning it because, man, this, this person – plays to their strengths, right? Now, I'm taking a bit of artistic liberty here, but the point is, uh, I think a lot of us are, are encouraged to try and improve our weaknesses versus to focus more on improving our strengths. If you're a fan of, of Tim Ferriss, as I am, uh, his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, I, I think it's that one, he talks about, look, if you want to really grow your impact, grow your business, your revenue, etc., focus on on your strengths, which is as if you're playing with multiplication in the world of math. In contrast, if you try to improve your weaknesses and become more well-rounded, I mean, those are, that's positive in general, but it's more like you're working with, with um, addition, let's say. Clearly, multiplication, much more, uh, a much better way to grow faster than just simple addition. I've got two resources I'm suggesting here to remind you of your strengths. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. There are two books, but importantly, both books have a code where you can uh, take an online test. Maybe it's 20 minutes. I forget, 30 minutes. I've done it maybe 10 years ago. What, one book is called Strengths Finder 2.0. Again, Strengths Finder 2.0, and I've got a link here uh, in the newsletter. The other is called Stand Out, all one word, Stand Out. It's subtitled, The Groundbreaking New Strengths Assessment from the Leader of the Strengths Revolution. Again, both those books uh, are helpful because of the report that they spit out to you after you take these short tests. So Strengths Finder, if I recall correctly, will tell you your top five strengths out of maybe 30 plus. This is going on distant memory for the total list of strengths. And then Standout will pick out your top two, I believe. And I'll tell you, when I when I got the results years ago, it was like someone had been screening my emails and recording my phone calls. I mean, just just so spot on to what I either knew or, or as I read it, recognized were, were what I would consider uh, my, my strengths. And I, I just was refreshing myself looking through these two books where I had dog-eared the descriptions of the certain strengths that appear applied rather uh, to me, and and even you know again ten years later resonates really strongly. Uh, the the ones in standout as an example were uh, 
were connector and creator. And boy, do, do I love, you know, growing my network and, and matching folks across the network who have something important to talk about. Uh, or, or, or the creator, I just, I can't, <laughs> I don't know, an addiction. I just can't stop, you know, creating new projects, you know, peer groups, et cetera, newsletters, podcasts, online courses, whatever, uh, in this, this climate startup space. So would encourage you to go check those two books out again, Strength Finder 2.0 and Stand Out, uh, well worth uh, 20 minutes. All right, so that, that's the kind of spoken version of our newsletter from, from May 11th. Let me go to the second topic here, which is this, um, this new course that I'm launching through maven.com. So maven.com is a pretty cool platform because they've recognized that, hey, look, uh, uh, online learning is, is growing like crazy. And there are these wonderful programs like, or platforms like Coursera, like Udemy, et cetera, that are reaching millions of students uh, with experts around the world. And I've done this too. I've, I, I put a course on Coursera through Duke University, I don't know, seven, eight years ago called, uh, what's it called? Renewable Energy and Green Building Entrepreneurship. And somehow 62,000 folks have taken that course. Super inspiring. Um, but but the, the change here with the Maven courses is that they're live, not recorded, and they're cohort-based. So they're, they're launched at a specific time with a limited number of seats. And so what you get, you, you get peer-to-peer learning. You get a community forming for some period of time, which just really enhances the learning, the accountability. And for me, you know, I, I although I, I run these climate CEO and investor peer groups for, you know, growth stage um, uh, executives where, you know, maybe they've, they've raised, I don't know, 10 to $300 million or they're, they're managing two to 400 or $500 million. That's really impactful and, and super rewarding for me. But boy, there are so many folks, maybe some of you listening that are pre-seed or seed stage entrepreneurs, or maybe you're trying to finance the first of a kind project, maybe in anaerobic digestion or green hydrogen or carbon capture. Uh, or maybe you're a future entrepreneur, or maybe you're a career switcher who said, look, I've got 20, 30 years in fill in the blank finance, but I want to apply that to help uh, um, uh, early stage entrepreneurs to get their climate solution oriented startup to market. So drum roll, <laughs> the, the course I'm launching is called Fund Your Climate Tech Startup. It's being taught from June 1st to the 14th. So starting here in whatever it is, two weeks or so, the, the, the course will be capped at 25 entrepreneurs, so a really small group. Again, it's live, um, it's cohort-based, it's online. Let me just tell you a, a bit about the course. First of all, why, why should you care? I think you already know this because you're, you're listening to this podcast, but over $100 billion has been invested in climate tech startups since early 2020. That's, that's an insane number. Something like 14% of all VC dollars are flowing into climate tech companies. And again, that's just the VC story. Project finance, a whole other story uh, as well. And so, you know, my, my question is, well, gosh, maybe some of you listening should get a piece of, <laughs> a piece of that action to grow a good idea that you have or a good startup that you have. So what, what will... Um, students, what will entrepreneurs get in taking the course? Well, hopefully, 
an outcome will be a lot more confidence in a smarter two-year funding plan, whether that's through outside capital, whether it's through, again, private capital, whether it's government funding, uh, revenue-based funding, project finance, uh, nonprofit or kind of uh, philanthropic catalytic capital, perhaps. I'm also, I'm also going to give uh, students a list of 500 climate investors, including emails. This is across both project finance and corporate finance. The third item is a five-step process for raising capital, which I, I hope I've uh, fine-tuned from many years in private equity and investment banking. I'll give you all four tools for assessing your competitive advantage. Look, every company's got competitors. If not, the investors won't believe you, even if competition is just business as usual. Next, I've got a, a, a well, I'll, I'll teach, I suppose, a nine-step method for um, refining a, a one-page business plan. No one reads long business plans, and many, oftentimes, the first place investors want to go is, what's the summary on one page? I'll talk through uh, 10 startup funding mistakes to avoid, and I've made probably all of them and many, many more. And again, a network appears to support you. So some of the current students are, are entrepreneurs at a, at a seed stage. Some have raised, you know, half a million, million bucks. For some, this is their second or third venture. Others have, are coming from a long career in, say, a corporate setting or, or, or a, a large global financial firm. So lots of, lots of um, opportunity to soundboard your startup, your pitch, your funding strategy, uh, which investors may be a good fit for you, et cetera. Uh, two more pieces here. This is the first cohort. So look, it's a bit of an experiment. And, and because of that, the class size is super small, capped at 25 students if we find the right ones. The other is that uh, because it's the first cohort, it's, well, it's fr frankly, it's a lot cheaper than cohort two is going to be when or if I launch it in fall two. So, well, you know, in one fall, sorry, in fall. My, my brain is in, in the NBA world where I also teach. So again, super small uh, class size, so lots of high touch uh, and a cheaper uh, tuition, if you will, tuition. I wouldn't quite call it tuition. Uh, investment in increasing the probability of raising capital for your startup. The, the last thing I'll say about the course is that, um, you know, what, how would you compare this to alternatives, right? Well, one alternative is you continue to raise capital uh, on your own, and that's, that's fine. Plenty of folks are successful. It's also pretty, pretty hard, um, lots of dead ends, and very time-consuming. Another option is you come study this topic of climate tech startups and investors with me at Duke University where I teach a course on this topic, as well as ESG investing and energy finance and others. Now, probably most of you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're not going to go back and get a graduate degree, uh, nor make that kind of investment uh, for two years. Cool, that's fine. But if, if you are, <laughs> you know where to find those two schools. And, and lastly, uh, you could pay an investment banker, you know, a 5% fee on a, whatever, $5 million raise is... It's a lot of money, you know, quarter million dollars. Now, probably at this stage, you're not going to get an investment banker, nor should you probably have any quote-unquote finders as well. Um, and I should know I spent some time as, as an investment banker uh, as well. Anyway, look, if the course is for you, awesome. Uh, it's going to be a fun group of 25 to learn with. The, 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 the classes 
we're probably only going to meet maybe three times or so per week. Um, some class time, maybe 90 minutes or so. Some live optional Q&A sessions where things can get pretty specific to your, to your circumstance. Uh, and then, and then there's some opportunity for the, for the students to continue to talk to each other, learn from each other uh, in a community platform set up through, through Maven. So if this is of any interest, uh, I've made post about it through, um, through LinkedIn, which is Christopher Wedding, through Twitter, which is DR, then Chris Wedding, as in Dr. Chris Wedding, or through uh, our, my website, entrepreneursforimpact.com, or at maven, maven.com, and again, the, the course name, Fund Your Climate Tech Startup. I think the enrollment deadline is May 25th. Have to check me on that. But again, we start June 1st, so just two, uh, two tight weeks here. All right, we're going to call it right there. Uh, if you liked this uh, more, uh, I don't know, casual, informal uh, conversation, if you will, format for the, for the podcast, uh, drop me a note on LinkedIn uh, or, on, uh, or on Twitter, and uh, we'll call it here. Uh, for me, it's uh, Saturday morning. Kids are all asleep. Can I get this podcast recorded before they all wake up and we start, I don't know, seven hours of, of being in the sun uh, for a soccer tournament? I hope so. I hope so. All right. Hope you, hope you all enjoy the weekend. Peace.